0: This Mark.
1: And Safe for BC story time. We're going to be reading one of the Magic Treehouse books. This one is called Tonight on the Titanic. Oh. Yes. So we're going to be breaking this book up into three parts. And part one starts right now. <laughs> All right. Prologue. One day in Fog Creek, Pennsylvania, a mysterious treehouse appeared in the woods. Eight-year-old Jack and seven-year-old sister Annie climbed into the treehouse. They found that it was filled with books. Jack and Annie soon discovered that the treehouse was magic. It could take them to places in the books. All they had to do was point to a picture and wish to go there. Along the way, they discovered that the treehouse belonged to Morgan Le Fay. Morgan is a magical librarian from the time of King Arthur. She travels through time and space gathering books. In Magic Treehouse books number 5 through 8, Jack and Annie helped free Morgan from a spell. In books 9 through 12, they solved four ancient riddles and became master librarians themselves. In Magic Treehouse books number 13 through 16, Jack and Annie had to save four ancient stories from being lost forever. Now, in book 17, they're about to begin a new set of adventures. Wow. Yeah, I'm glad they added that as link. Yeah. You know, in case you didn't read it before. All right, chapter one, a new mission. Jack opened his eyes. It was a stormy night. The rain tapped hard on the window pane. Do you hear what the rain's saying, said a voice. Jack turned on his lamp. Annie stood in his doorway. She wore her rain poncho over her pajamas and held a flashlight. It's saying, come now, she said. You're nuts, said Jack. Listen, just listen, said Annie. Jack listened. The rain did seem to be tapping out. Come now, come now. We have to go to the tree house, said Annie. Something important is about to happen. Now, said Jack. Jack didn't want to leave his warm, cozy room, but he had a feeling Annie was right. Something important was about to happen. You coming, she said. Yeah, yeah, he said. He climbed out of bed. Just put on your rain poncho, said Annie. Jack threw his rain poncho over his pajamas. He pulled on his sneakers and grabbed his backpack. "'Don't forget your master librarian card,' said Annie. "'I have mine with me.' Jack put his card with the glowing letters ML on it into his backpack. "'I'm ready,' he said. Jack and Annie went quickly down the stairs. Then they slipped out the door and into the chilly, damp night. The storm had eased up. Rain fell gently as they ran up the street. The wet ground glistened in the beam of the flashlight. They headed into Frog Creek Woods. Wind blew through the trees, shaking water to the ground. Jack shivered. He wiped the raindrops off his glasses. I'm cold, said Annie. Me too, said Jack. As they kept walking, Annie pointed the flashlight up into the trees. There it is, she said. Her light had found the tree house. Morgan, Jack called. There was no answer. I wonder what's wrong, said Annie. I was sure she'd be here. Let's go up and see, said Jack. Annie grabbed the rope ladder and started climbing. Jack followed. Rain dripped from the trees onto his poncho. They climbed into the treehouse. Annie shined her light into each corner. The first three corners were empty. Then the flashlight beam hit the fourth, and Annie and Jack gasped with surprise. Sitting in the corner was a small dog. He looked like a little terrier puppy. He had scruffy, light brown hair. He stared sadly at Jack and Annie. Oh, whispered Annie. Where did you come from? Annie patted the dog's head. He wagged his tail. He's so cute, she said. He looks just like a little teddy bear. Hi, Teddy. (laughs) Teddy was actually a good name for him, Jack thought. Where did you come from, Teddy, he asked. The little dog whimpered. Don't be sad, said Annie. Everything's okay now. How did he get up here, Jack asked. I don't know. But I bet Morgan had something to do with it, said Annie. Jack's gaze fell on a piece of paper lying on the floor. I think you're right, he said. He picked up the paper. On it was fancy writing that said, this little dog is under a spell and needs your help. To free him, you must be given four special things. A gift from a ship lost at sea, a gift from the prairie blue, a gift from a forest far away, a gift from a kangaroo. Be wise, be brave, be careful, Morgan. P.S. Your master librarian cards won't help on this mission. Just be yourselves and all will be well. What kind of spell do you think Annie is under? Teddy's under, Annie said. Who knows, said Jack. Poor thing, said Annie. She patted the dog's head. He licked her hand. It looks like we have to take four trips, said Jack. Teddy trotted over to a book. He pushed it with his nose. Look, said Annie, I bet that will take us on the first trip. She picked up the book that the little dog had chosen. Good job, Teddy, she said. The title of the book was The Unsinkable Ship. Well, that's at least good, said Jack. The ship won't sink, even if it is lost. Ready, Teddy? Ooh. Asked Annie. Arf, he answered. <laughs> Jack pointed at the cover of the book. I wish we could go there, he said. The wind started to blow. The treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster. Then everything was still. Absolutely still. Chapter Two. The Unsinkable Ship. Arf! Jack opened his eyes. He shivered. Wherever they were now, it was cold. Very cold. Teddy barked again. Shh, said Jack. Annie shined the flashlight on her clothes. Wow, we're dressed like old-fashioned kids, she said. Instead of pajamas and a poncho, she wore a sailor dress and a long wool cloak. Jack had on an overcoat and knee-length pants with long socks. His backpack had turned into leather. He also had on a shirt and tie where are we he wondered aloud jack and annie looked out the window the moonless sky glittered with stars there's a soft wind and the sound of water lapping the treehouse seemed to be resting on a wooden deck between two giant columns jack looked up and saw smoke coming out of the columns we must have landed on the ship between the smoke hat stacks he said then jack looked straight ahead and saw a box high in the air near the front of the ship that must be the lookout's nest he said Jack sat back in the treehouse and opened their book. Annie handed him the flashlight. Let's find out where we are, he said. He turned to a picture of a huge ocean liner. By the light of the flashlight, he read, late at night on April 14th, 1912, an English ocean liner was making her first voyage across the Atlantic Ocean. She was going to New York City, carrying 2,200 passengers. The ship was four city blocks long. Most people believed the ship was unsinkable. Oh, man, we're in 1912, said Jack. He pulled out his notebook and wrote, April 14th, 1912. This ship is huge, said Annie. How will we ever find a gift to help free Teddy? You can't go looking for a gift, said Jack. You have to wait until someone gives it to you. Right, said Annie with a sigh. Well, I guess we just have to be ourselves, like like Morgan said. Maybe we'll get lucky. Mm -hmm. This is hard, said Jack. The little dog whined. Don't worry, Teddy, said Annie. We'll free you from your spell. Just then, a shout came from the lookout's nest. Iceberg ahead! Jack and Annie turned back to the window, just in time to see a huge iceberg looming out to sea. The iceberg was dark with a fringe of white at the top, and it was right in front of the ship. Jack felt a jolt. Then he heard a grinding sound. The ship was scraping against the mountain of air. Arrgh! Teddy barked. "'Shh, don't be scared,' said Annie. She picked up the dog and hugged him. The scraping sound stopped. The ship slipped past the iceberg until they lost sight of it. The night was calm again. "'See?' Annie said to Teddy. "'It was just a little bump. The ship is unsinkable.' But Jack was worried. "'Wait, I have to read more about this,' he said. "'Don't read now, Jack,' said Annie. "'It's time to get the gift. Come on, Teddy.' She picked up the little dog and the flashlight. Then she climbed out of the treehouse window. Hey, don't take the flashlight, said Jack. But Annie was gone. Annie, called Jack. He heard a soft, yikes. Annie stuck her head back into the treehouse. Bad news, she said in a whisper. I think you need to come see this. Jack threw his stuff into his knapsack. He put it on and climbed out of the window. Annie was standing by the ship's railing, holding Teddy. Without a word, she shined a flashlight on a life preserver hanging from the railing. In big black letters with the words, RMS TITANIC. Chapter 3, SOS. Oh man. Jack stared at the name of the ship. You know what happened to the Titanic, don't you? He said softly, and he nodded. It hit an iceberg and sank, she said. But I don't get it, I, I thought the ship was unsinkable. That's what people thought when a Titanic was built, Jack said, but they were wrong. Suddenly, steam gushed out of the ship's smokestacks. Then the engine cut off. The Titanic stopped moving. We'd better go home, Jack said. There's nothing we can do here. We'll have to find another ship, a safer one. No, we have to stay and help, said Annie. We can escape in the treehouse anytime we want. But what can we do, said Jack? This ship's going to sink no matter what. We can't change history, and we can't take anyone into our time with us. Yeah, but maybe there's some way we can help, said Annie. How, said Jack. I don't know, said Annie. Let's look around. Holding Teddy, she disappeared down a small stairway. Jack followed her to a lower level. Annie put Teddy down on the deck. The dog sniffed at the chunks of ice that had fallen off the iceberg and onto the ship's floor. The ship seemed strangely empty. Where is everyone? Everyone she asked. Maybe they're still asleep, said Jack. They probably don't even know the ship hit something. Annie and Jack started toward the front of the Titanic. Come on, Teddy, Annie said. The little dog scampered after them. They passed the round windows of different rooms on the ship. Jack looked through them as they went by. He saw exercise bikes and rowing machines in one room. In another, there were palm trees, bamboo chairs, and tables. Next, they passed a library filled with books. This ship is like a town, Jack said. Near the end of the deck, they peeked through another round window. Inside a little room, a man was wearing earphones. Jack heard a clicking noise as the man tapped a lever on a black box. What's he doing? whispered Annie. Jack shrugged. Another man stood nearby. He had a white beard and wore a fancy uniform. Send the international call for help, he ordered the man with the headphones. Tell all ships to come by at once. We're sinking. Yes, Captain, said the man. Great! They're calling for help, Annie whispered. Jack shook his head. I I don't think help will come. Mm -hmm. He shined the flashlight on the book and found a picture of the radio operator. He read quietly to Annie. After the Titanic hit the iceberg at 11.40 p.m., the ship's radio operator sent out an SOS. An SOS is an international distress signal in Morse code. Unfortunately, the only ship near the Titanic had turned off its radio for the night. All the other ships who received the message were too far away to help. When the Titanic sank around two twenty AM, she was all alone. Oh That's
0: man.
1: Terrible, said yeah. Annie. I wonder what time it is now, said Jack. I don't know, said Annie. Jack pulled his notebook out and wrote, SOS sent out, Titanic sinks at 220 AM. He's leaving, whispered Annie. Hide, whispered Jack. He and Annie moved quickly into the shadows captain stepped out onto the deck. Tell the men to start loading the lifeboats now, the captain ordered a deckhand. Yes, captain, the man answered. The captain turned to the deckhand left. Annie turned to Jack. At least that's good, she whispered. Everyone can get into lifeboats. I don't think it's good enough, said Jack. He read from the book again. On the Titanic, there were 20 lifeboats. To save all passengers, the ship needed twice as many, But with all the confusion on board, a number of lifeboats were not even full when they left the ship. Many third-class passengers did not have a chance to get into any of the lifeboats because they were on lower decks and didn't know where to go. Jack wrote on his notebook, needed twice as many lifeboats. Hey, I know what we can do to help, said Annie. What, said Jack. We can help someone find lifeboats, she said. You're right, said Jack. With our book, we can find our way to a lower deck. He turned the page to a map of the ship. He and Annie studied it. We'll start at the Grand Stairway, said Jack. He traced the path with his finger. Then we'll go down to third-class cabins this way. Good plan, said Annie. Jack looked back through the door. The radio operator was still tapping out his message over and over and over. S.O.S., whispered Jack. He took a deep breath. Okay, let's go. Chapter 4. I know. Put on your life belts. Jack and Annie slipped through a door off the boat deck. Teddy was at their heels. Wow, breathed Annie. Oof, Teddy barked. They were at the top of the empty grand stairway. It was beautiful. It was made with dark, glossy wood, a huge dome with lights hung above it. At the top of the stairs was a fancy clock. The hands of the clock were at 1220. Oh man, it's 20 minutes after midnight. The ship's going down in two hours, Jack exclaimed. They hurried down the carpeted steps and into the first class hallway. Teddy followed along. Jack looked at the map in the book. These are the staterooms, he said. This hall will take us to the third class open deck. Hey, look, said Annie, the floor slanting down. Jack caught his breath. She was right. That means the front of the ship is already sinking, he said. Just then, a man in a white uniform came down the hall. He knocked on doors. Put on your life belts at once and come up to the boat deck, he called. "'Men and women stumbled out of their rooms. "'They wore elegant robes made of shiny cloth and velvet. "'What's going on?' a woman asked. "'There's been an accident,' the man in the uniform said cheerily. "'Oh, how silly,' said the woman. "'It's not silly,' said Annie. "'Do what he says!' "'Aroo!' Teddy barked as if he agreed with Annie. "'Shh, Teddy,' said Jack. "'He picked up the little dog. "'Then he and Annie hurried down the hall. "'They crossed the third-class open deck "'where more people were standing.' These people were not dressed in fancy clothes. They mostly wore plain, plain dark clothes. They didn't seem worried either. They were all joking and laughing. Jack and Annie slipped through the crowd. They went into a big, smoky room. Four men were playing cards. A woman played the piano. A young couple danced to the music. Put on your lifeboats and go up to the boat deck, the man shouted. People looked at them as he left. Annie looked at them and waited for them to respond. What are you waiting for? Annie said. Come on. We have to get down to third-class cabins, Jack, before it's too late. They're not listening. They hurried down another hall. Then they climbed down another stairway. Jack carried Teddy the whole way. At the bottom of the stairs, they rounded a corner, and they both gasped. The floor was really slanting down here, and water sloshed at the end of the hallway. The Titanic is sinking, said Jack. "'But no one understands,' said Annie. "'I know,' said Jack. "'It made him feel terribly sad.' "'Teddy whined. "'Jack buried his face in the little dog's fur "'and tried to compose himself. "'Come on,' said Annie. "'She began banging on cabin doors. "'The doors swung open. "'The cabins were all empty. "'The people from this hallway must be the ones up near the lounge,' "'Jack said. "'Maybe we should go down to a lower deck.' "'He started to walk back up the stairs, "'but Teddy began to bark furiously.' What's wrong with him, said Jack. I don't know, said Annie. Suddenly, the dog leaped out of Jack's arms. He charged down the hallway. He was running straight towards the water. Watch out, cried Jack. He and Annie ran after Teddy. The dog began barking at a closed door. The door opened, and a very small boy peeked out. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's already getting really intense I know. I hate to leave everybody on a cliffhanger like that, but... (laughs) Alright, So you ready to see what's gonna happen? I know. I cannot wait. What's gonna happen next? I know. Who's the little boy? Yeah. Who's the boy? And what are they gonna do? (laughs) Are they gonna find uh, the the boats? Like what are they gonna do? We're gonna have to find out. It's gonna be something. Alright, Well, (laughs) we'll catch everybody when it's time for part two. So we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.